You know, there's a widening wealth gap between the haves and the have-nots. So which side of the divide are you on? And how do you bridge that gap? Gain greater economic control, freedom, and security for your family and loved ones. Welcome to Closing the Wealth Gap. The only show with weekly workable tips, ideas, and suggestions for average income earners like you on how to regain control of your financial future. From the man who's helped many, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm very good. I'm excited because today we're not just going to share your wisdom. You've brought some other experts along here. That's right. I brought a, a friend of mine from the military. He's a veteran. We go way back over 35 years. And he wrote this book called Healing of a Divided Soul. And as a matter of fact, he was one of the guys that actually inspired me to write my book. Really? Okay. And, my, you know, my show is Closing the Wealth Gap. But I want people to look at this from a philosophical point of view as far as being aware of why they're doing certain things or why they're not doing certain things. And it goes back to mindset. So when I was thinking about putting the show together this week, it was like, well, who, who do I know? Can help, check, help set our minds right here. Huh? That's right. That can check off on all those boxes. And it was, um, it was Thomas White. And Thomas, you know, what I like to, for you to do is just come in and, and chime in a little bit. Tell us about yourself and, um, and what, what do you bring to the table today? Um, I'm actually a retired veteran, and uh, I actually work for uh, Department of Homeland Security uh, right now. Is that why there's black helicopters flying around our building right now here? Uh, well, yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think I got that call there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I work for Homeland Security on all these disasters right now. And, um, and I'm an author. I try to... Uh, do motivational speaking sometime, inspirational. And my book is basically based off of a lot of philosophy. And again, what, so what inspired you to write this book? Well, and before he does that, we got see if we can turn his volume, uh, our volume on your end down a little bit because I'm hearing okay. it come back through the let me see speaker if I here. Uh, so while you're doing that, Tyrone can tell us how long you guys have known each other here. Well, I'll tell you again, there's, a, um, there's an island in the uh, northern Pacific called Guam. Yeah, sure. And I was a 19-year-old kid, just joined the Navy. They sent me over to Guam. And it was one of those things where, you know, when I, it was a 12-hour flight. And it was like, what, am I, what have I gotten myself <laughs> What into? have I done? <laughs> <laughs> but the minute I stepped off the plane and uh, that atmosphere hit me and the charm of the island, uh, I have never... I can say there's not a week that goes by that I don't think about that island. Really? And really? the friends, the friendships that I cultivated while I was there. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, just point, you know, just a case in point, uh, we started a reunion. And, oh my yeah, and it's yeah. getting it's getting larger and larger every single year. So our friends, our buddies from Guam, you know, it started out where it was about eight of us, ten, eight to ten. Now it's, uh, last year it was about fifteen, and uh, now the group has grown to about twenty, twenty-five people. So and do you go to Guam to re to reunite? Or well, do that's you go one. To- yeah, that's one of the things we plan on doing. Uh, maybe uh, sometime next year. But yeah, our next reunion will probably be in uh, Las Vegas. Wow. So okay. it's just a bunch of guys getting together uh, and just uh, fellowship and having a great time reminiscing. But also, it's a brotherhood. So we're trying to make sure that everybody's okay. Everybody's okay. It's like uh, my, my knowledge to the group, 
uh, somebody else's knowledge to the group to where we can actually uh, use some type of synergy to where it's helping everybody within our organization, within that group. You know, and I don't want to get too philosophical, but that's kind of who you are and why you built this radio show and the app and the community around it, because you really want everybody to check in with each other and make sure they're okay. Yes, sir. Exactly. All right. Exactly. So, Thomas, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So, actually, there's a, uh, there's a, a, a section in your book is called Time. And I thought it was just perfect as far as uh, the, the wealth gap to where so many people, they, they, they know what they do, but they put it off. And what they're doing is they're, they're wasting so much time. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just going to read a little section, and I'm going to ask you what inspired you to encapsulate this paragraph, because it's perfect as far as you know, getting people to, to take stock of what they're doing right now and, and, and the move to actually uh, take that thought and put it into action. But it says, time waits for no one, but it's neither fast nor snow or slow. It's what we do with our time that tells us how our life will go. But the truth as we know it is that time will always reveal the truth. It will always reveal what we're doing and what we're not doing. So I want you to elaborate on that as far as how does that apply to every day? And we're just in our, in our in my business, you know, we're talking about consumers. You know, how does that apply to everyday consumers as far as getting them to appreciate the time that they have and not waste it? Well, within within time, uh, we're in time. We're not owners of it. And everyone is either producer or consumer. Um, so what happens with a lot of us is that uh, we get to a point where we, we're standing still, not gravitating towards the knowledge of progression. And standing still is basically when you're procrastinating and contemplating. And, and, and those two things will never propel you forward. It would only allow uh, things behind you to pass you up. Exactly. Okay. So. Can I just make one point? I, and I'll, I'll try to get out of this thing here and not keep interrupting. But you said something that's so profound I've never heard anybody say. You said, we don't own time. We're just in it. And it isn't my time. And yet everybody always say, have you got time? How much time have you got? You're saying you don't have any time. It's not my exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Time has no beginning. It has no end. It's what we do in our time, within time. And we don't own it. It's not our, because we think I own my time. It's up to me to decide what to do with my time. It isn't my time. Right. It's, it's, That's right. It, it, it's this false illusion that I have time and therefore I can spend it like money however I want to, including not spend it, just keep it in the bank as if it's going to grow and I'm going to have extra time left. And right, and one of the things I look at, even uh, a, a tombstone, and you look at that tombstone, it has a beginning, a born, and it has a death a day, or an ending, but it's a dash right there in the center. That's your time. And it's what did you do with that time from beginning to end that's going to matter the most as far as your legacy and it is kind of a dash from the beginning of the end and before you realize it's the the race is over it is a dash this is true so that was the philosophy behind um that particular uh paragraph that you actually read you know growing up i've seen where uh, a lot of people just constantly struggled I mean, they would work one job, two jobs, three jobs, still come up $10 short on on their bills because of a lack of understanding. 
And the thing is, successful people uh, don't just do. They do in order to. And, and, right. and the key phrase is in order. In order to. In order to. That's right. You have to you have to be in order. I don't care whether you're in a, a financial lane or you're in a spiritual lane, uh, because it's just think about it in, in the country that we live in. We can speak of the world, but we're going to speak about the country we live in. We live in a capitalistic country. Um, so to, to live in a capitalistic country with no capital and to not understand how to regenerate capital. Uh, that's a major problem. It requires an attitude change and a philosophy change. Exactly. Exactly. Matter of fact, in your book, um, The Healing of a Divided Soul, you got this one chapter, and it, it talks about uh, a mental battlefield. And one of the one of the, the the phrases that jumped out to me it says, "Change, change that thought, change your faith." And basically, it's the it's the thought. That, that creates the feeling that that catapults you to the activity which generates the result. But if we're not aware of what's going on as far as being able to change our thoughts, to change our lives, we're going to continue to do the same thing day after day, month after month, week after week, getting the same results, trying to figure out how did I get here? After 10, 20, 30 years, how did I get here? So, again, just looking at your book, you, there, there's so many boxes that you've crossed off as far as us taking responsibility for ourselves because we're consumers. And as a consumer, you're actually being – if you get to the point to whereas you're either, you're either creating wealth as a consumer for yourself or you're creating wealth for somebody else. But either way, you're consuming or you're being consumed on a daily basis, unless you are aware of what's going on and taking responsibility for your own life. So I want you to touch on that, elaborate on that as far as being able to change. What, what, what allows people to change to whereas they're, they're, they're focused now, they, 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 they're focused on what it is that they need to do to create that different reality. Starts like you got to have a new thought. That's what you said in the beginning here. You, I, I'm, I'm again marveling at another phrase here. It's that simple. I change my thought. I change my fate. Exactly. That's right. That's right. That's basically what it boils down to. Everything uh, that we do, all the way back to our cre being created, started with a thought, whether it's here on this earth or beyond that. It was a thought. You know, um, I, you know our creator thought about planets. He thought about creating people. He thought about these things and that and brought that into fruition for us to be what we are. So uh, internally, everything within us starts with a thought. You see, in, in, in time, here's the thing. We all have this same, quote, 24 hours. Everyone has this same 24 hours if you're blessed to wake up tomorrow. So people think that they have to make these giant leaps forward when it's actually inch by inch, foot by foot, yard by yard. Exactly. And that, and that will lead you to a better place. But what happens with a lot of, of, of people is that when the things are easy, in other words, they're, they don't require a lot of discipline of the mind. When it's like that, what they tend to do is they will approach that lane until they run into some sort of difficulty. Right. And then they pivot. 
Well, they pivot right before they get to the prize. Right. Exactly. All right. And so they miss it a lot of times. And so there I, you know, I, I speak about this thing that we're on right now, this social media, this Internet thing. And I say that a lot of the things that we used to have to really, really pay uh, for higher education, the institutions, this thing that we're on right now, if you're disciplined and focused enough, you can basically get all the information from there if you use it as a learning tool. Yes. All right. Because a lot of professors and and instructors that work in universities, they're on social media and they will talk to you if you have communication skills to talk with them and they will offer you that information free. Exactly. So it's really about uh, uh, how we ingratiate ourselves with people and and how we focus on one to live better. But I've always told you, friends, that we have to have a reason why we're doing something. We can't just build revenue and have no purpose of what to do with it. Exactly. You know, it has to be something about giving to to whoever. You, you have to be willing to help people. And so um, I personally think, you know, that I, I want to have revenue where I'm not worried about my next bills, but I don't want to leave here with a lot of revenue. I would prefer to pass it down to my next generations coming up because it is a tool used to help those in need. Exactly. And that's the essence of who we are. We are people that are designed to help each other through this. Exactly. You mentioned one thing, or actually two things you mentioned about um, maintaining your focus and discipline. And I yes. liken it to when people, when you don't really have your purpose set and you set out on a journey, something will pop up to get your attention. And all of a sudden, now you're focused on that, which is going to actually take you off track. Then something else will pop up and you'll focus on that. You'll take another step towards that. Then something else will pop up. And eventually you find yourself back in the same position that you started in. But it, it could be 5, 10, 15 years later just because you didn't have the purpose. You didn't have your purpose set to, to actually when you started out to pursue something, pursue that thing, but also capture it, achieve it. It's like a feather in your cap. Achieve what it is that you set out to do. And if you're not satisfied when you get there or if you don't, if you're, if you're not content, then start out on a new journey. But what I find is that a lot of people, they'll start their program and they'll stop because, you know, uh, uh, something else shinier popped up. Or something, uh, we had a couple more whistles, a few more bells, and they decided that was the end thing. It's almost like fashion, you know, and, and this, this month or this year, something is in and next year it's out. So what you started on now, it doesn't have the same quality. It doesn't have the same luster because of, because of fashion trend versus being traditional, being, uh, you know, setting, you know, being, you know, going after something that you know that's going to add the security that you're looking for. That's going to give you the stability that you're looking for. And a lot of people are going for uh, the quick buck or they're going, like I said, the whistles and bells that they don't even understand. And they find themselves, like I said, 5, 10, 15, 20 years in the same position that they were in because they lost focus and they weren't disciplined. It's very hard to change the mindset of a person who doesn't want their mind changed. Okay. So, in other words, you, you have to go into a learning process with an open mind, all right? If me and you agree on everything all day, there's no more room for us to learn. We've put a ceiling on our learning, right? And if we disagree all day, 
there's no more to learn because once again, we put a ceiling on our learning. So you have to go into it, whether it's finances or anything else with an open mind. Therefore, you have room to learn. OK, you know, one of my, my favorite philosophies is that God does not spill blessings. He pours them. OK, <laughs> so if you uh, don't pour from your cup into someone else's cup, there is no room for him to pour into your cup. I just will reiterate. He doesn't spill blessings. I like how, that. How, how does a tree get its blessings? It doesn't sit in the middle of the river. It actually sits on the edge on the shore. It gets its water through the roots as the flow of the river keeps moving. You have to pass the blessings forward. In teaching people about revenue um, or regenerating revenue, a lot of people never learn That's how, uh, how to value the dollar. Okay? They never learn, so they go out and they work 40, 80 hours or whatever, and then they take their money and they run and they give it on things that will not give them any kind of return in order to look the part. Right. Right. So they're not into regenerating their money. They're just into looking the part and spending it. Right. So you're always behind the eight ball if, if you don't teach them. And, and we talked earlier that the focus of a lot of people, there's a reason why classes are usually 45 minutes, because uh, most people will lose focus within that time frame. So you 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 give people tidbits to bring them along until they can actually walk on their own. If you give them too much, you lose them. Right. So, you know, that's just some of my philosophy. So I got to ask you guys both one question here. You're trying to get people to change their mind, how they look yes. at things. You're trying to get them to focus and, and find some purpose and stick to it. Right. None of those are easy. If they were easy, everybody would do it. That, exactly. why, why is it not our natural inclination? You know, that's what I've never understood about so many of these things within our mind. If I stick my hand in the fire, my body says, pull it out. That hurts. Right. If I get in the way of danger, my body says, run or fight, fight or flight, mm -hmm. right? But when mm -hmm. I get lazy, when I lose focus, when I can't find purpose, my body, my mind doesn't snap slap me in the head and say, come on, let's go. It rewards me and says, good, lay on that couch a little longer. Mm -hmm. This right. feels good. It goes back to inspiration. What inspires you? Because, see, you could, you could be motivated. You can go to the listen to the greatest motivational speaker in the world. You, I, I think you, I am today here. <laughs> I, I, I may be today. Man, they can have you running around the room and walking on hot coals and everything. And then when you leave that stimulus it's like, well, you know, well, what did they say? Well, I don't know, but it, it was good. Yeah. Versus being inspired. So when you walk away inspired, uh, when the, when you when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So when you walk away, wow, you guys are blowing my mind here. Say that one again. There's another good one. I'm going to write out. You got about three or four of these today. Here. Well, again, I heard that from um, Dr. Wayne Dwyer, and he said basically when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. It's almost like your perception. You may think that you have all the answers and that you're right based on your convictions until there's another. You see the second, the other, the other side of the coin. The uh, there's another side to the story, and then you have a decision to make. Do I want to keep moving forward in my ignorance? Or do I want to open up my mind and learn something and, and, and solidify the truth that I'm walking in? So let me ask you another question. We had somebody in here a while ago, and I've heard this idea before. Is the world filled with abundance or shortage? 
Are we are we scrambling for? Are we all fighting and scrambling for the few scraps, or is it really uh, God really is pouring forth and there's a lot there's a lot for everybody? Well, Thomas, what do you got? I, I believe that there is an abundance. Um, you know what happens with uh, a lot of people is that, and I really believe this that your spirit, your spirit will always tell you whether you're making the right move or a wrong move. Now, whether you listen to it or not is actually the question. Mm-hmm. Okay? So so there is a voice within you that knows what to do. Exactly. Now, you see, because you have to take it back to the origins of what we say. We say that, that, we say that God is in our heart, our bodies are our temple, right? So if that is the case, then God is never going to tell you anything wrong. How are you going to listen to it? Right. It's kind of like uh, potential without structure and focus is what? It's nothing. It's nothing. It, it is it is a diamond mine. You mean if I if I go pile up a bunch of nails and a hammer and some boards, that doesn't make it a house. That's right. Exactly. exactly. That's right. It's not it's not put together. So people a lot of times um, you, you would have to wonder how the thought pattern happens. And a lot of times it happens in the youth, in our youth, because people usually generate to, or they usually migrate to what they see most and they take that as success. Exactly. Right. So what I always say is that when we were younger, and especially where, man, you come up at French, when we was younger, we weren't really taught to reach for the sky. We were living in the basement and we were taught to reach for the ceiling. But what we didn't understand <laughs> was that the ceiling was actually the floor of the people above it. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. And that, and that became the subject of our limitations. And again, exactly. we could. And so we couldn't see the abundance that was in front of us because we we created a limitation for ourselves. And we That's began right. to live that reality. Because you're living in the basement, and, and as far as you can see is the ceiling. And, and as you said, exactly. that ceiling is just where it starts. There are people exactly. on top of that ceiling. Exactly. And when you touch so, that ceiling and you know that there's, you, can't get behind, you can't get above that ceiling, you begin to lose hope. Well, yeah. Right. right. Or belief. Or, or belief. Both, yeah. Yes. Or, or belief. So, so you have to, when you go into things with an open mind, there is no amount of knowledge that you can't... Uh, uh, let in your body, your brain being the greatest computer ever. There's no amount of knowledge. You're not going to overload if you take the knowledge in. Right. So generally people will say to me, they'll say, Thomas, you know, you think outside the box. And I'll say to them in response, how can you tell me that I'm thinking outside the box when you have no clue to the dimensions of my box? <laughs> you can't see the box. <laughs> That's right. So you create your own box. You put your own ceiling on top of yourself. And so the answer that we always are like trying to reach for outside of us, it is already planted in you. You have to sometimes dig inward versus outward. We only got a couple of minutes left. I gotta, I gotta take this opportunity to ask you one more question that always intrigues me. Here, is it born within us, or is this something that you can acquire? When a little boy named Barack Obama was sitting in a village in Indonesia, did he or anyone around him, in his wildest imagination, ever think he could grow up to be president of the United States? Was that something within him that he just there? There was a boundary 
there was an endless boundary that 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 uh, in his mind, or or was that something he acquired over time? He he achieved one goal and then said, maybe I can go further. So 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 there's a thing called being put on the path, on the right path. Let's let's make this like a tree. Well, we know that the tree actually gets its energy from two places, from the sun coming above, from the water underneath. So we know that the trunk of the tree uh, comes up and it goes into branches. We don't know where the branches are going to go. We don't know where the twigs that's on the branches are going to go. Our job is to put them on the right path and keep the mindset straight. Because our, our process is to grow. It's oh, a development. Right. So he right. grew into becoming the president of the United States right. because he was he was in the right. He had the right conditions, the right environment. The tree was getting the right nourishment. And that's where he grew. He ended up. He and he it. didn't have a self-limiting view that said exactly. a boy like me could never reach that high. Exactly. Open mind. Open mind. Our captain used to tell us when me and French were stationed together, he said to me at one time, he said, uh, Officer White, uh, you don't have to run headstrong right into the wall all the time when there's a door one step over. <laughs> Just open the door and step in. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Hey, Thomas, we've only got a couple minutes here, but this okay. the last part of your book, the last chapter is called The Importance of Good Research. But in the, the, in the, bottom, paragraph, the bottom paragraph, it says, and I'm going to read this, it says, better to have facts which lead to strong beliefs that leads to faith than to have faith in a mere belief that you don't know to be based in facts. So elaborate on that. That's pretty profound. Start with the facts, not with the faith. Right. Facts can, facts can create faith because you have some, some foundation to build on. But if you're just starting without a foundation, you just say, I'm going to believe anything. Right, so I'm not going to say what motivated you to write that. I want to know what inspired you to put that down. What generally, generally, what inspires me is 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 I as I get up every morning at four thirty in the morning, have been doing it for years, looking for inspiration. All right, I allow myself to have an open mind, and I take what God gives me, and I work with it. I dive straight into it with an open mind. So I don't even call myself the writer; I call myself the vessel for what he gives me and allows me to go into and speak on, right? Because it's not a matter of you being wrong, French, me being right. It's a matter of us bringing the knowledge that we've received to the table. Once we get it on the table, right. we can go ahead on and see what we can create from it. So it's like, so it's like what works and what doesn't work. And, and find out what doesn't work, stop doing that, do more of what does work. Yeah, and you can win in a loss, Exactly. Well, Paul, I mean, I, I you're enjoyed, blowing my mind all I've this stuff. This I, I got to go back and listen to this thing again here. <laughs> you can win in a loss. Start with the facts and build faith around that. Um, uh, you don't own time. You're just in it. I, 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 you're making my mind swirl here. I, I don't know what to do with all this. <laughs> That's Thomas White. That is, that is Thomas White. Good stuff. How do they reach you if they want to learn more? Tell us, White. Uh, well, the the book uh, Healing of a Divided Soul is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Author House. Uh, I'm on social media. Um, I'm on Facebook. I have about three or four pages on there. But uh, Thomas Thomas L White the Third. And um, you mean there were two more of you that came out first? Here? 
<laughs> so, so that's that's I, I can easily be I can easily be contacted um, through those um, media forms or Tyrone French there. That's right. Well, yeah. it's part of the community he's building. It's part of the connections he's creating. And and it sometimes I think you know we all wish we knew people like Thomas White, but we don't know where to find them. Maybe we're not seeing them in our own life. If you feel that way too, that's why this radio show and all that goes with it exists to help you build a network, to help you build connections, to open your mind to new ideas, to close the gap that you think can't be capped. Exactly, and it's it's just a it's a basic mastermind group. To whereas again, if you if you feel you need to reach out to Thomas Wright, just contact TyroneFrench.com, and I'll get you all the information that you need. I would pick up your app and listen to it every week if he was on there. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm very inspired. No, you really are some very thought thought provoking ideas here. Simple simple words that have a very profound meaning behind them. I appreciate I agree. you. I concur. All right, thanks so much for coming with us today, here, guys. Um, and uh, we'll remind everybody: there is a wealth gap, and you can close it. But it takes help. Takes facts. Find a way forward. Join us each and every time for another episode of Closing the Wealth Gap. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.